on board for the Halens. Good heavens, the place is stiff with police. We ride the railways and sell underwear. That's all we do. Oh, just, just get on with it. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Hi, my name is Stephen Gabus and I'm a dialect coach. Gabus, where did you train for this? I'm, I'm, I'm an autodidact, I believe is the term. I taught myself everything I know, and I'm always listening and learning new stuff, but I, I'm an actor. I started out as an actor, and my dues were still paid up, and once in a while I could ask to be in something. I'm, having been from this Irish, Lithuanian background, you know, my mother's people first generation Irish, you know, from Brooklyn, and my dad's people settling in Brooklyn, and hearing all these accents as a kid, you know, and then um, getting to go there for visits as a kid to the north, you know, and hearing all of these different people speaking like this, you know, and, and County Derry and County Donegal and all that. And then here in the Brooklyn people talking like this, my uncle, my uncle Gene, uh, my, my brother's brothers have real great Brooklyn accents. They talked about flushing the toilet, boiling water. And then I was fortunate enough to be around to the early days of television, you know, in the 50s, and seeing Sid Caesar and all these guys with funny accents. Let's just always mimicking, always quietly, not, never making fun of anybody. I'm usually, at any time of the year, working on four at least projects at one time. And then sometimes something will come up that's really important, and then I get, I really start to get the, uh, the agitata, as they say as Italians, agitata, agita. My work on the 39 Steps has been a great joy because it's truly like an aerobic dialect event. It's stunt work, it's like special effects dialects, you know? Because if you don't have it right, there's so many characters, and sometimes, there are moments where an actor is talking to himself as two different characters with half of one costume, half of the other. He's got uh, one leading lady, she has to do about three or four parts. And then two guys, these guys do backstage stuff. He's, we can do funny accents, you know. Let's we'll do something. So uh, they get the jobs with the clown one and clown two, and they play. A, I can get a headache thinking how many voices they do. It's, it's in the double digits. What was Napoleon's all called? Winnie Pang. Thank you, Mr. Memory. Am I right, sir? <laughs> I was working with Eric, who's going to be Man One, Clown One, and he has to be Mr. Memory. That's the first thing we see him as. This funny little man that comes on like this, you know. The Tottenham Hotspurs won the cup in 1926, defeating the Arsenal Gunners by five goals to nil in the presence of His Majesty King George V. Am I right, sir? Quite right, Mr. Memory. Thank you. Then does it take that back just for a little tweak on the five? Five. Yeah, just think, it's not, you don't want to go to the oi, but think of the oi. What did I do? Did I stay, you keep it too I? You kind of just went to far, yeah, a little bit too... Too standard. American. Yeah. yeah. Shortly after, he becomes the crofter, which means farmer, you know, word for farmer. Uh, your daughter? My wife! <laughs> well done. I'll see to the coos. Sorry? I'll see to the coos! Right. Uh, will you come in? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, on the money. Prior to that, there's a line, house, which can be hoose. Scottish people will never do that for American consumption if they know. But when they're amongst themselves, there's a the hoose and the coo and the they, But they, they keep it more to house and out and down. Are there no um, big houses around here? No big houses. Um, so what's that big house? What big house? That big house. Ooh, that big house. Isn't that a big house? That is a big house. So whose uh, who's, who's is that? A professor, I believe. Professor Jordan, an Englishman. <laughs> my <laughs> friends will talk about their heed. Yeah, I, I, I bought my heed. You know, so you get... So you're absolutely right in that. So what? they sort what of... What are you saying? Your head can be your heed. <laughs> yeah, I, 
That, that's <laughs> exactly what happens. That's a real, a real Scots sound. And, um, and it's probably to do with the Gaelic and the, you know, and the mixture when English came in. Miss Anna Beresmeet, come in. I hear a lot. I probably hear too much. Good. God, God, yeah, a little God. more oval shaped. God. Sort of push your lips out. P push your lips out. There, yeah, God. It's not one size fits all. My theory is that. Yeah. But in the best of all possible worlds, That's you would have the phonetic train. Uh, phonetics in general and, and um, uh, speech is like, for sort of neutral speech that you start out with, uh, it's like learning, you know, classical music by rote, and then you make it your own. You have your own style. Uh, but this stuff is more like jazz. Jazz is a little more free form, and you custom fit it to each occasion. Like almost. It has a little E to it. Half of the compound word you cannot. You know, they did they tell me your name. Tell me your name. They didn't they tell me your name. It's like, it's my joy comes from just being able to help actors to get to where they have to get and to and, and, and to relish and to embrace the accent as the fire in the belly. That's part of the job and part of what I do is trying to be, keep them, you know, help the, act, the playwrights play get heard the way it's supposed to be heard. And uh, and if they, that, if they want to go for that, you yeah. can probably sneak that in there. I don't think you'll. If you get caught, you blame it on me. <laughs> if they say, where do you, where do you pull that from? But you're trying to help them understand exactly what everything they're saying means, because it's not the way Americans speak. <laughs> so you have to kind of know where it's coming from. You have to know what you're saying. And I help as much as, much as I can. <laughs>